Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors and today we'll be talking about a whole bunch of fantastic events and films. But first we're going to be starting out with the film that's taking the entire world by storm. And that is the brand new Marvel film Black Panther. We're going to be talking about it with our critics Benjamin and Lucia. And let's just jump in. Benjamin, let's start with you. What did you think about Black Panther? Black Panther is easily one of my favorite Marvel movies to date because of just how visually interesting it was and also how surprisingly complex the story and villain were. You know, I saw the trailers for it and I was like, man, this just looks like an incredible, incredible film. So, Lucia, uh, what do you think about it? I thought it was incredible because... Like, as Benjamin said, it's, like, very complex, and uh, there's just so much action in there, and I really loved it. You know, something I see that is kind of unique about Black Panther is that most of the Marvel films, they kind of deal with American culture and take place somewhere around America or very rarely in a different country. But Black Panther, it's always in the mythical country of Wakanga, I think it's called. You guys can correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, okay. So I want to know what what difference did this make? Like visually, how is the film different? Uh, Lucia, let's start with you. Yeah, it's just very different in terms of like it's a lot more darker than than all the Marvel movies. It's very darker in terms of violence because it was it was very violent in this movie, and like I couldn't even like when I when I saw it. I was like, wow, there's a, like, there was so much blood, and, but I still loved it, though. You know, it's kind of nice that they added some of that, because it does add to the realism of the film. It may be a little more mature, but it definitely adds to the realism. Uh, yeah. Benjamin, uh, Benjamin, what do you think about the acting in the film? Uh, I thought it was surprisingly good. I liked that not only that does the hero get a chance to shine, but all the supporting characters as well. And particularly Michael B. Jordan as the villain. He uh, just had very um, different motivations that weren't he didn't want to destroy the world. And I don't really want to spoil what his motivations were, but they were um, understandable from his point of view and uh you can almost sympathize with him at times even when he's doing all this evil cruel stuff well that's nice i like when marvel has a nice deep character because there are too many times when the character's just i want to destroy the world because i'm evil that's what i do so i'm glad that black panther is different and uh lucia what do you think about the special effects because or and the visual effects because when i watched this i saw all these crazy gadgets and technologies that looked like nothing i've ever seen before so what do you think the effects on black panther were really creative in terms of like what the weapons were and there was one point where there was like this 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 weapon and i was like oh wow it's is is it that's a very cool weapon to to have and i was like oh that's nice 
So I believe Black Panther was first introduced in the kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe in Avengers Civil War. And there he was just him by himself, I believe. He didn't have any friends. So uh, Benjamin, can you kind of just talk about the other characters and how they relate to Black Panther? Uh, yeah, sure. So his sister, Shuri, um, I thought sort of stole the show from her brother, T'Challa, uh, the Black Panther. Because, um... She had she just the the actress Letitia Wright delivered these one-liners with uh, near perfect timing, and I like that um she was sort of his secret weapon and how he got one step ahead of the bad guys because she develops this sort of technology that helps him um defeat them and you know um stay one step ahead of the game. Um, and I, I'm really excited to see what she does in the next couple of films that come out in uh, or take place in Wakanda. Oh, yeah. I really hope they go back to this uh, region of the uh, fictional planet as well. Uh, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice of America Kids Network. And right now we're talking about the brand new film Black Panther with Benjamin and Lucia. And now I kind of want to get into kind of, you know, more of the story. So, Lucia, I... I saw this film as it's not just about Black Panther, it's about the whole team of Black Panther. So I guess my question is, do you prefer like this whole group of people representing one hero, or do you like the more Avenger style where it's a whole bunch of heroes fighting uh, one enemy? You know, I like both. I like both ways. I like um, them uh, having one team, and then, and then also with the Avengers... And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it really shows how, how they really connect to Black Panther and everything. And I just thought that was wonderful. It, it definitely is wonderful. It really gives you good insights on the hero. And Benjamin, we talked about earlier how it's more of a mature film. So what age range would you give it? I'm going to give it, uh, 12 to 18, because I feel it's, Almost not more violent because there are a lot of explosions in um, Marvel films prior, but this is more like swords and spears where you feel the violence happening more, where it's more evident to you as a viewer. So, uh, yeah, 12 to 18. I see. That's a very good point. It may not be more violent. It's just a different format. The violence is happening. Uh, Lucia, what do you think? Do you agree, disagree on the age rating? I do agree, but I also said uh, 13 to 18 because uh, it, it could get pretty violent at, at some scenes. Like, more, like, in the beginning scenes, but, like, then, then on is fine. Well, that's good to hear. So, Benjamin, what would be your favorite scene in the film? It's sort of this gunfight chase scene that occurs in the second act of the movie. Because now you're all familiar with the characters supporting Black Panther sort of on his side. Um, and you can see them interact with one another and how they do so. And also how they respond to conflict and battle. Um, and not only is it just a really well shot action sequence, but it's just really fun to watch. That does sound really fun. I absolutely love action sequences in Marvel. I think they do them just so, so wonderfully. Now, Lucia, would you have a favorite character? Oh, yes, I do. My favorite character was Everett K. Ross, played by Martin Freeman, because he was just a good guy, and he 
uh, and I was so glad that that he was on Black Panther's team side, and and he helped, um, and he helped with with all the fighting scenes and everything, and it was just really great. It does sound really, really great. And uh, Benjamin, how many stars would you give the film? Uh, four and a half, and I highly recommend you see this movie in theaters. And why not five out of five stars? Because uh, there is a little... I understand that they had a lot to set up, um, setting up Wakanda and all these characters. There's about a five-minute rough patch for me where I wasn't completely into it. But after that, the movie just set sail, and I was completely along for the ride. Well, that's a very fair criticism. And Lucia, how about you? How many stars? I gave it five out of five stars because it showed it showed how one brave hero can save the world no matter the obstacles. And also, another thing, the transitions from one scene to another blew me away because they really wanted you to, like, capture every single moment of when the scene was going to happen and i was like it, it it's like it's like the camera kept moving and, and i loved how the camera kept moving it was really amazing well you have a whole virtual world that you can play around with i'm sure they wanted to really explore it well guys yeah. thank you so thank you so much for uh, talking to me about black panther no problem no problem Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Tractions, and this week's show is sponsored by Lily Striftwood. Meet Lily. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year, or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Black Panther, and next we'll be talking with Morgan and Samantha about Early Man. Welcome to the show. Thank you for Thank having you. I'm so excited to watch this film. From the first trailer, it looked so hilarious, and I'm so excited. So, um, Morgan, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what is going on in the movie, and what's it about? Well, first things first, we all have to get our footballs out and get ready to get our time-traveling machines and travel back into the past because this does take back way before any of our events have happened, like Jesus Christ or, um, you know, Martin Luther King, any, like, huge events like that. So this takes back all the way to prehistoric times. So this is really cool because we get to see the Stone Age and the fun character settings and lifestyles that we have today are totally different from the ones that they have then. And it's about a little boy whose name is Doug and he makes a huge bet with evil Lord Newth. And so basically along the way, he has to find out how to play football, also known as soccer. And, and when he's finding out how to play football, he meets uh, Guna, who's a beautiful lady. And she's actually a fearless girl who loves to play soccer. And so they all join together, create a team. And along the way, they also um, make a few friends and enemies and foes. And it's really fun being able to see this curious and really amazing adventure. Awesome. I'm, sounds like an amazing movie just by what you've told me so far. Um, so, Samantha, can you tell me a little bit about the animation? Because I do know it's like Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run. So can you tell me a little bit? What, what did you think of it? I actually thought that that was the best part. I'm not really big on animated movies, but when I found out I was going to see Early Man, you will be attached to the movie for the full hour and a half because the characters... They look so unique and interesting. They have these big eyes and these big teeth and messy hair. They kind of look like they kind of look how I did in third grade and you know when I didn't have my braces or anything like that and it's just so great to see these characters. You could see their imperfections and I guess that's what makes it truly relatable because nothing is perfect. I mean they're cavemen. So it's just really entertaining to watch something and as Morgan said, it is in the stone age so it's Maybe something you haven't covered in your history class, but, you know, I already feel like I did just because I watched this film. So I thought that the animation was the best part. Awesome. Yeah, I find it really refreshing when things on screen are not perfect yet look beautiful. So, um, Morgan, can you tell me a little about, bit about the voice acting? Because I know Tom Hiddleston plays Lord Newth and Eddie Raidman, of course, plays Doug. Eddie Redman plays Doug <laughs> and... Speaking about which, he had to be my favorite character because 
he's just absolutely adorable. And I could not be able to picture Eddie Redman, who played a highly sophisticated scientist in The Theory of Everything, and then a crazy wizard in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And now he's a comical caveman who saves the world. So he definitely has come a long way, folks. So you have to give him a big round of applause. And I definitely love him for that reason. I mean, you can never picture him being able to play all these crazy roles, yet he does it perfectly, and he's on the spot every time. And then I also love Buna Mays Williams, who plays uh, this fantastic character, because she is really a role model for young children out there who are girls. She really says that, you know what, you can be able to be a soccer ball player or a football player, and you can then also be at the same time the fair lady who needs a bit of help. And that's something really perfect for a lot of girls out there because we need a lot of role models in this day and age. And then Doug, or Hognog, who plays, uh, who is played by Nick Park, is absolutely adorable. You mean everybody has to have the adorable pet sidekick, and he is just lovely. You absolutely love him and you want to pet him. He's willing to be a football goalie, a spy, a masseuse, and just most importantly, a cuddly friend for Eddie Redmond, also known as Doug. And then you have Tom Hiddleston, who plays Newt, the evil villain who we love to hate. And I just, you just love him because he's so fun and creative and funny as well. Amazing. This sounds like such a good movie. So, uh, Morgan, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I would definitely say that the age range for this film would probably be 5 to 18 because kids will love the silly characters, fun scenes, while teens will love the story and relationship that the characters have. And then, so this is definitely a film for the entire family because there are jokes and puns for everyone, even a few inside ones that the adults will understand, yet kids won't. And there's a bit of history in the film because it is taking place in the Stone Age. So, you know, kids will be able to learn a bit of uh, education and fun things while they're watching the film and having a good time. And in the stars will definitely be five out of five caves and cave paintings. Awesome. I can't wait to watch this. Esmatha, what would you say is the age range and star rating? I would definitely say it's around ages 8 to 18, just because it is the perfect family-friendly film. And I don't know, I just feel that 8 would be a good age, and adults would definitely love it, too, because you can watch it with friends and family, and it you know tells you about important messages like following your heart. And it was definitely 5 out of 5 stars, because... I laughed so hard. I brought my friend to see the film, too, and he looked at me like I was crazy or something because I kept laughing, like, every five seconds at some random joke because whether it's the pet boar making a grunting noise or uh, the soccer ball kicking someone in the face, it was just hilarious. So I definitely say this has to be one of my favorite movies. Awesome. I'm looking so forward to watching this movie, and it's in theaters today, so I should head there soon. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on The Voice America Kids First. Today we're talking about Black Panther 2018 Director's Close-Up, America's Musical Journey, Cat in the Hat Knows a Lot About That, Season 2, and Early Man. And right now, I'm going to be talking with Benjamin about America's musical journey. Welcome to the show, Benjamin. Thank you for having me. So, um, tell me a little bit about this movie. Um, what is it about? 
it's sort of about this uh, singer named Aloe Black who goes on this journey across the country, across the USA, to sort of explore the power of music and um, its power in certain cities and towns. Oh, interesting. And I heard this is, um, there's a lot of music in this film, and I heard that it made some people want to get up and dance. So what did you feel about it? I could kind of agree with that. There's, a, I liked the music choices in the film. That I thought they did a good job of uh, going with the documentary's themes, but not um, taking you out of the movie or anything. Interesting. That's good. And what about the backgrounds? You told me that they traveled to many different places. Yeah, no, I was really happy to even see my hometown of D.C. in the movie. That made me happy. But the, um, I appreciated how many different towns it's able to explore in 40 minutes and um, sort of explore the cooler parts of them. Oh, wow, that's really cool. And that's awesome that they went to your hometown. Um, so I heard that Morgan Freeman narrated this documentary, and what would you say about his voice and the way he narrated it? Well, I mean, I think every time Morgan Freeman narrates a documentary, it's always good, because he just has this sort of famous voice that draws you in to the movie itself, and it's kind of comforting at the same time. (laughs) Awesome, yeah, he is always that godly voice. <laughs> but um, how about the cinematography when they were switching from city to city? How did uh, how was the cinematography? I thought there were some really pretty shots of the cities themselves, but there are also some really cool scenes. There's one of like um, these Elvises skydiving out of a plane, which is something I know I'll never do, but it was cool to see it on this big screen and the way it was shot. It was really cool sort of capturing it in the air. Um, and uh, it just felt very in the moment and organic. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I would have the guts to go skydiving either, but it is always fun to watch people do these all sorts of daring things. And did you learn something from this documentary? Yeah, I thought it was sort of the perfect balance of fun and learning. And I learned a lot about um, sort of certain cities and that uh, in the film that I did not know as much about before. And then also about uh, Louis Armstrong and Elvis Presley, who were sort of um, explored in the film and their, um, how they sort of rose to fame and their legacy. Oh, wow. This sounds like a really awesome film. And what uh, messages would you say that you took away from it? Uh, That music unites us all, and it always has, and it always will. Music is sort of eternal um, across the planet Earth, and it can just uh, bring out emotions, and um, it's just sort of all these different things morphed into just this one beautiful art form. Wow, that is amazing. And what would you say your favorite part was? Um, I'm probably going to say when I saw a shot of Washington, D.C., because that was sort of a realization, like, wow, I forgot this is in this movie. That's really cool. And um, it was a cool scene because it was, like, mixing electronic music with uh, the main, well, I guess you could call him the main character, um, but the 
sort of driver of the documentary itself, Aloe Black's music. So not only was it a cool remix, but it was a cool setting as well. Awesome. Yeah, I, this film sounds amazing. <laughs> so what would you say? I know you mentioned skydiving. What other interesting um, sort of journeys did the main character go on? Uh, there is one where uh, he had a popular song called Wake Me Up. So he goes to Chicago and organizes this like flash mob. So this group of people um, to just sort of start dancing out of nowhere into his song. And it's really cool seeing all the people's um, reactions to uh, just this ran- these random people dancing and um, dancing around. And then them sort of start to dancing themselves. So that was I liked that. Awesome. And finally, what would you say the star rating and age range would be? Um, I'm going to give it 4 to 18 because I think uh, kids will enjoy the visuals, but they also learn something out of it. And I give it 4 out of 5 stars. It's uh, I recommend it. Cool. I have to go see this movie, too, which is also in theaters today. So thank you so much for talking with me, Benjamin. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay. Meet Lily. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about early men and America's musical journey. And next, we'll be talking with Calista and Abraham on Black Panther. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. So I'm a huge Marvel fan, and I just watched this movie, So it was, and I found that it was amazing. So I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say. So, um, Calista, can you tell me just a little bit about the storyline following Civil War and the King of Wakanda? So Black Panther himself, the King of Wakanda, T'Challa, uh, is working to defeat an enemy who I will dare not spoil, and Sahiba knows why. Um, and he and his friends, and he and his friends are basically, um, fighting this enemy to have T'Challa claim his rightful place as King of Wakanda. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, Abraham, tell me a little bit, what did you think about the costumes? Because it's all Wakandan culture. And just tell me a little bit about what you thought. Um, I thought the costume design was different from traditional Marvel movies because it wasn't set in this Western vibe, I feel like. It was more like Africa. It was Africa, but it wasn't Western. So it was very, the costumes were very different from what you're usually seeing in Marvel movies. Yeah, of course. It was very it was very beautiful to watch. And um Calista, what did you think of the sets um being in Africa? Well, the interesting thing about Wakanda is yeah, it's set in Africa, but it's also like a humongous it's a mix of like typical African tribal feel and like a futuristic city city a futuristic city that's like <laughs> decades forward like centuries forward even like a highly advanced area and it all looks so pretty like like there's like an underground cave and the city itself is gorgeous there's there's a bunch of waterfall scenes all of it is just so pretty (laughs) yes I totally agree it was really awesome to watch and um, Abraham, tell me a little bit about the acting, because there were some really cool actors. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman and Forrest Whitaker and Daniel Kaluuya. So what did you think? I thought the acting was, like, on point. And my favorite character was Michael B. Jordan as um, Eric Killmonger. He added a ton to the... To, he added a, I guess... A higher standard for Marvel villains because he was his backstory was so, I guess, dense. I can say, and he you can like sympathize him in some parts as well. Yeah, I like it when you can really understand where a bad guy is coming from, and that just makes everything all the more worthwhile. 
And so how about the special effects, Callista? What would you say about those? Uh, I really liked it. Especially in the special effects involving the fight scenes. Like, okay, so there's a thing in Black Panther's suit. Like, he absorbs hits and turns it into kinetic energy, then, like, deals it out as, like, this huge, like, shockwave attack. And it looks so cool. Like... In general, it's just everything involving, like, the fight scenes, whether it be the way the Black Panther suit looks and how it come, how, like, because it's, like, the Black Panther suit is, like, held in, like, this necklace that they, that uh, he wears. It's, like, whether it's how the suit comes on, whether it's just the, whether it's just, like, the car chase scene, which, by the way, was amazing. <laughs> everything about that scene in the special effects is amazing. There's so many things that are amazing in this movie. <laughs> Yes, that's so true. Just you talking about it and getting pumped up gets me pumped up. I want to watch it again now. <laughs> and, yeah, I've already seen it twice. <laughs> oh, lucky. <laughs> so, Abraham, what would you say your favorite part was? My favorite part was the car chasing in South Korea. It showed off all those fancy gadgets that Wakandan um, tech had to offer. And it was, like, a really cool scene in general as well. Because car chase scenes are always cool, you know? Yeah, definitely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voiced America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Black Panther 2018 Director's Close-Up, America's Musical Journey, Cat in the Hat knows a lot about that, Season 2, and Early Man. And right now I'm talking with... Abraham and Callista about Black Panther. And so, Abraham, you just told me your favorite part. And now I'm curious, Callista, what is your favorite part? Um, well, I mean, not to sound like this is repetitive, but, uh, yeah, the car chase scene is pretty high up there. Um, aside from that, because I don't want to sound too repetitive, because the car chase scene is, like, amazing. Um... (laughs) Aside from that, I also really like the introduction of the villains of the story. Like, there's something about the way the introduction to their villains is, like, shot and the way it's acted. Because the acting is amazing. There's something about it that it's, like, you just kind of see and you're just like, I want to know more about you. You are interesting. There's something about you that I need to know. There's Yeah. And then it's like, there are too many good scenes, so there's those two. And then there are scenes where, like, they travel to, like, this sort of uh, astral plane-like area where um, they talk to their ancestors. And it's really pretty because it's like the sky is, like, all these, like, pinks and purples and blues. And there's all these stars and this really pretty music. And it's like, there's all these trees everywhere. And I'm just like, this is my type of area. I want to live here. <laughs> yeah, living in Wakanda would be a dream come true. That sounds and, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and Abraham, would you like to see a Black Panther 2? Um, yes, I would. They are making one. So <laughs> I would definitely want to see that. And Callista, how would you compare this movie to other Marvel movies? Well, I mean, 
this movie feels different because a lot of Marvel movies have been more comedy recently, like Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And not that comedy in Marvel movies is bad because Guardians of the, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was hilarious and it was also a really good movie. But the comedy in this movie is limited. There isn't, it's not like there isn't any at all, but it's not as, like, it's not like as much as, say, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But it's also very, it's like, this movie just feels a lot more serious than other Marvel movies. And something about the combination of the fact that it is a lot more emotional driven. It's like, it's a very exciting movie. You feel so much during this movie. There are so many conflicting emotions. You feel like you're in between siding with the hero and the villain. Which I think is pretty interesting because villains have always been sort of the thing where I, I notice in Marvel movies, like, it feels like it's lacking, aside from, like, a few. Because there have been good Marvel movie villains before, but aside from a few, most of them are just sort of there. And you're just like, okay, I guess he was there. But it's like, the but most of the time I found myself thinking, yeah, you know, the villain is kind of right. He, he does have kind of a point. So I yeah. think it's like... The villain is probably one of the best things about this movie, and I feel like it does elevate how much... Because you're thinking... I was thinking a lot during this movie. I was like, well, he's kind of right, but, I mean, he is sort of the bad guy, but at the same time... And I think that is really interesting. It makes you think a lot more than a lot of the other Marvel movies. Yeah, that is definitely a very, very special element of this movie. Because making the bad guy, like actually scary yet understandable is very difficult and once you feel sympathy for both the hero and villain you know it's a good movie and Abraham I know Calista said that um there's not as much humor as like for say Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor Ragnarok but would you say there was still a sense of humor yes there was a sense of humor it it even though it is taking a more mature and serious path, it is still its roots a Marvel movie, and most Marvel movies are very comedic. Yeah, that's true. Marvel movies always have to have a little sprinkle of comedy somewhere. And what would you say the age, age range and star rating would be? I give this movie four and a half stars out of five. And I, I guess it'd be around 11 to 18 years old, but adults will enjoy this movie as well. Cool, yeah. And Callisto, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I would give this movie five out of five stars. And as for the age rating, I'd say around 12 to 18. As like we all said before, this is a lot more of a mature Marvel movie, so... Yeah, definitely. Well, you guys got me so pumped up again. I'm ready to go see this one more time. So thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, I'm super excited again. You guys got me pumped up. I'm ready to go see it again. So thank you so much, guys, for talking with me. I really enjoyed it. No problem. Yep. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Lily's Driftwood Bay. Meet Lily.
Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about black panther early man america's musical journey and next we'll be talking with Damon on Cat in the Hat knows a lot about that season two. Welcome to the show, Damon. Hi. Hi. So can you tell me a little bit about what the show is about? So the show's about two kids who go on adventures with their cat in the hat. Awesome. And um, so how was the animation? Was it a lot like Dr. Seuss's world or... It's exactly like Dr. Seuss's complete world. It has all the same drawings as as animated. Wow. Yeah, that that must be really amazing. And how was the voice acting, the two kids and the actor who played uh, Cat in the Hat? Uh, all the actors sounded just like they, they were trying to be that character and they were the character. Awesome. And um, what would you say your favorite part was? Well, my favorite 
one of the episodes was the one called Here Here, which is about the the two kids want to find out where noise is coming from, so they go look to find some of Cat's friends that will help them with their ears. Oh, that sounds like an awesome episode. And um, how are the sound effects and the music? There's a lot of, like, the actual sounds of what the noises would make. Like, boing, ka-chunk, and stuff like that. Oh, wow. That's cool. And were there um, songs in every episode? Yeah, there, there was a, one single song that went on this, like, So let's go, 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 go on an adventure with the cat and the hat. And then just saying what they were doing. Oh, that's cool. That sounds like a really catchy song. And by the way, you're a great singer. So what would you say is a very unique um, sort of aspect or part about um, these episodes? Well, in every episode, they have to add a new character, so the cast is really big. Oh, wow. And how did you like that variety? I like that it it wasn't just, like, just three different, four characters in every episode that are the exact same characters. They just go on, they don't meet any other characters, they're just the four of them. Awesome. And what messages would you say that you took away from this? Well, I took away the message of that every problem has an answer. Oh, I love that message. And tell me, what did you think of the background animation and the animation of the faces of the characters? Well, they all... As I said before, they all look like the the characters from the Doctor Stu stories, and also the background of, of the house that they they're in looks like ha- the house in the books that he that Doctor Seuss made of the of the cat in the hat knows a lot about that. Oh, that's cool. And what would you say that um, the did you have a favorite character amongst, you said that there were a lot in each episode? Well, my favorite character was Fish, the only smart person that act in the entire group that, that needs to protect himself from the cat. Really? How come? Because the cat's always doing these dangerous stuff, and he's just, like, really worried it's going to get at him, so he had. So inside his fishbowl, he covers it up whenever there's dangers. Oh, no. And what would you say the star rating and the age range would be? I would rate it three out of five stars. And I recommend it for ages three to seven. Awesome. Well, this sounds like a lot of fun to watch, and thank you so much for talking with me about it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about 
Black Panther, Early Man, America's Musical Journey. The cat in the hat knows a lot about that. And right now, I'll be talking to Jerry about 2018, the director's close-up. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thank you very much. So I know last week you talked about Lady Bird with this event, and this event will continue to March 7th. So this week it was Mike White and David Branson Smith as the panel, right? Yes, it was. Awesome. And so before I continue, uh, can you tell me a little bit about this event that's been going on for so many weeks? Sure, of course. So it's a yearly event by Film Independent. It's called Director's Close-Up. And uh, every week throughout uh, most of February and early March, there's people from different films, like writers, directors, actors, uh, anybody, everybody can think of. And they come here and they answer questions from the audience and talk about the work in really deep detail and kind of give you an insight on their projects and kind of how they work every day and what their lives are like, basically. Oh, wow, that sounds really amazing. And so let's start with Mike White. I understand that he's the writer of School of Rock. So he must be really hilarious. Can you tell me how it was to uh, meet him? Yeah, he's a really animated guy. I mean, his you can see through his work just how animated he is. And he did a lot of films. Uh, yeah, School of Rock, The Good Girl, uh, just recently... Um, Pitch Perfect 3, that's a screenplay he wrote. So he's definitely a huge writer. And it's just so interesting because when he was talking, he was talking very almost grammatically incorrect. He didn't finish sentences a lot. He always kind of had a runoff sentence. But he always got his points across in a very animated and theatrical way. And I think that reflects pretty well in his work. And it's just kind of interesting that someone like that who writes full time speaks like that. I just thought that was kind of fascinating. Yeah, that is cool. And so, Mike White, would you say that he's a very funny person? Oh, he was definitely hilarious. He was had the whole audience laughing most of the event. Awesome. And so, David Branson Smith was also there. And he's the writer for some really cool movies, too, like Ingrid Goes West. So, um, can you tell me how is it like to meet him as well? Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um to hear them both talk because David Branson Smith was actually an assistant to Mike White when they were both were working on the show Enlightenment, I believe, um, which was kind of enlightened, sorry. And that was kind of an interesting relationship because now they're both full-time writers. Uh, David's obviously a little earlier in his career, but he's still pumping out some pretty solid films. I know there's one coming out in 2018 as well. And it was just kind of cool because it showed that every director, director, writer is different. For example, Mike, his kind of version of writing is that he likes to write early in the day. If he doesn't write before 11, he doesn't write at all. David, on the other hand, he more likes having a methodical process to write. He wants to do something every day while he writes, and he sticks to that rhythm and it helps him write. And kind of hearing their history was also interesting. He talked about how Mike, he was able to write a whole season of that show Enlightened in like two weeks, which is crazy. I mean, that's just so much writing to be able to do in two weeks. And it was just really fascinating to hear them talk about their careers. Oh, yeah, that's really interesting. And did you learn something new about both of them that you didn't know before? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I learned a lot about their processes for writing. They both shared a clip, and I really thought it was interesting. Uh, Mike shared a clip from Beatrice at Dinner. That's a somewhat recent film. And what I kind of liked about the clip, pretty much to make it concise, uh, Beatrice is at a dinner party, and one of the guys is talking about how he is going to Africa as an illegal poacher to kill animals that he's not supposed to kill, endangered animals. And... Mike was talking about how he heard about, uh, I believe it was Cecil the Lion, a very endangered lion who got killed by poachers. And he was wondering, what would you do if you met someone like that who you knew was going to do something like that? How would that kind of play out? And uh, David shared a clip from um, Ingrid Goes West um, where Ingrid is in the store and it's very awkward, very kind of antisocial. And he was talking about how hard that is, even though there's almost no dialogue for him to write. It was still hard to script because it's such a complex scene emotionally. Wow. Yeah, it must be really amazing to meet these writers and really understand how they're able to go through their process. So what would you say your favorite part about this event was? You know, I think really everything's my favorite part. It is really nice that the audience gets to ask ask questions as well and really gets to kind of experience it with them and learn what they want to learn because some people have some really unique questions and kind of get to learn these hidden things about writing. Yeah, that's really amazing. Thank you so much for talking with me about these awesome people. Of course. So be sure to tune in next time to hear Jerry talk about more directors on 2018 Directors Close-Up. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. <laughs>